Welcome back to Going Long on First. Once again, for the ninth time in the 2023 NFL season. It's a victory Monday, Owen. Victory Monday, baby. I am maybe the best one of of the of the nine of the season. Yeah, I yeah, you think? Uh <laughs> it was pretty damn good. Uh the Chiefs and the Lions ones were also pretty good. The implications here were just going unrivaled, though. The first yes. playoff elimination game that Jordan Love has played. Well, basically the last three have been almost playoff games. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, if they were to have lost, it's they're pretty much done. So, yeah. Fantastic feeling here, Seth. Uh, Jordan Love leading the youngest team ever to the playoffs in NFL history. First year at quarterback. Couldn't have asked. I'm No one even, like, expected this, right? So this is all gravy <laughs> at this point. We're playing with house money. Let's go beat Dallas. That's what we're thinking. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, it was. Yes, it was uh, Ty Schmidt of the Pat McAfee Show said today, future Hall of Fame career for Mr. Jordan Love. He's already cemented it three in a row. And while I'm not ready to go there yet, uh, he is the next one. He might not be the next Hall of Famer. He might be. I mean, you know, watching it with the fam yesterday, and I was telling my brother, I'm like, his ball placement progression throughout the year has just it's from the first game until till this game, like he's just he's dropping it in buckets and he's putting it everywhere and made a couple throws that not a lot of other players, quarterbacks are gonna make. And obviously the the comparisons continue between him and Rodgers to Favre and how kind of like that whole progress has has come from the progression. It it's cool to see. And I had a lot of second guesses on on it this year. Oh yes, you did. And I was keeping notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were. You and Jeremy were especially, yes. But yeah, I mean the last month of the season he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. It yeah, it he's the guy. He's it. And that, like you said, this is, you know, gravy pretty much. This is all extra. This year was really to find out if Jordan Love was going to be that guy or not. He is going to be that guy if he's not already. He is and already. Yeah. We're going to the playoffs, baby. Yep. Playoffs. Yep. Playoffs. <laughs> If we if the Packers did not make the playoffs, we could venture to say because of the season he's had, he is going to be the guy. They made the playoffs though with uh, uh receivers in total that cost 7.5 million dollars yeah. and are very reminiscent of that 2011 Packers receiving core. Yes. The legendary group that they had in there. Now you said the progression um yeah, it this can't this season kind of came in three phases. It really started in those first three weeks, looked yeah. really solid, way better than we thought he'd come out. Came out hot. Came out the hot. Bears, Bears, uh, uh, Falcons. You know, just the 
quick loss to the Falcons there. It was very close. Very close, it was. right? Came back against the Saints, really declared himself in Green Bay as like, this could be something. And then, boom, a five-game losing streak. And, Seth, you were down in the dumps more than anybody. I was I was breathing because I knew. <laughs> I was like, this season, again, no one wanted to say it was a rebuild. It kind of is. And that five-week stretch was going to happen at some point. Got past that. All of a sudden, the Steelers game happens. Or it was the Rams game. Rams game. Then Steelers. Rams game happens. We get the fortunate... You know, we were fortunate enough to play Brett Rippon instead of Brett Matthew Rippin. Stafford. And they needed that to get back going. It was a game that really you yes. couldn't really pull anything from except for a little bit of upside. It's a W. Let's move on. Steelers, they should have won that game. If the refs knew what a backwards pass was, uh, <laughs> that would have been a W. On to the Chargers. Win. Lions on Thanksgiving. Huge win. Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. The biggest win, or Sunday night, biggest win, lost to the Giants. That was the one where in this last, like, six, seven games that he looked bad. The Giants, he, he was clearly off in that game. I was – I had a bad feeling going into that game. It just felt like trouble. It was a big-time letdown spot for sure after the highs of Lions-Chiefs back-to-back. Yeah. So the Giants was a bad game, of course. Both – both units and it was still, you know, a, a close one. Buccaneers, he played well. Defense did, right? And you saw that firsthand. I did. Yes, uh, I would agree. He, it wasn't a perfect day for him that day. I remember um, some big throws that he did miss and some easy ones, but he also made some some crazy throws. Obviously, the one to Jaden Reed in the corner of the end zone. I saw that. That was right in front of me. And that yeah. it's just that was a wild play, and yep. that's kind of where you know I, for me I think it started there a little bit seeing him firsthand obviously, in person and, and seeing some of that I think that's where it started to be like yeah okay he might be the next one yeah kind of pulled you back in a little bit a little bit and the last three games at least on the offensive side were absolute nails <laughs> the last two games on the defensive side were a nice surprise. And, yeah, uh, here we are. Victory yeah. Monday. We it did. is. Playoff, well, not playoff victory, but into the playoffs. Victory Monday. Hopefully yes. we'll get another one of those next week. Because, yes, they play the Dallas Cowboys at Jerry World against Mike McCarthy in the playoffs Sunday, 3.30. And the rest, obviously, the playoff field has been set. Owen texted you guys this last night script writers did it perfectly for the nfc you got packers was, yeah. cowboys mike mccarthy versus matt lafleur of course correct and then you get lions rams stafford, stafford. versus goff wow yeah. <laughs> both of them then- i am both of them really both of them and then you even and, venture, you go on from that, you go to the AFC. It's Tyree Kill back in Kansas City. Yes, like that's true. Writers really went. They, they are. They they won week 18. Absolutely. And you know what? For the most part, refs didn't lose week 18. I'd also say that. Not much. I mean, the, the first, at least. There was a the few. There was a f- game. 
there was like oh i mean yeah questionable calls, but the first penalty didn't come until the fourth quarter yeah yep um yeah i mean there's definitely some questionable calls but there was no game that was like the ref made the deciding factor there was none of that this week and yes. we kind of had a streak of a couple weeks of refs making a big impact and they didn't really this week and that's how it should be the headline shouldn't be the refs did this or the refs did that after the week it should it should never be that so, um yeah i mean we can dive into this packer game of course and then and then get to a rest of these other ones it'll be a short recap this week as a lot of these games were meaningless and the season is now over they're on the cancun they are on the Cancun. Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't mind going there either. No. And then we will do top five, of course, to wrap up the year. And then we will end with our award show segment of it. Hopefully we'll get the pod father on for that. That's kind of the goal here is to get him on for the awards. We and do that's... need him on here to do an equally crappy monologue <laughs> compared to last night's Golden Globes. Yes, we do need the pod yes. father here. Yeah. It is award season after all. Yeah, that uh, go off topic there. That was not a great monologue. Also, it's good thing that wasn't the only thing on television. We had a Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins game to watch, but yes, watching some clips. Yeah, that was pretty awful. I don't know. He said it during his monologue that um, they they uh, hired him a week before it happened. I don't know if that's true. But yeah. I'm like, well, then yeah, maybe I guess if he didn't have a lot of time to to come oh, up yeah. with. Talk about he, had a, he had a couple good ones, but yeah, most of it was... Talk about script writers, that all those monologues are written by writers, right, Correct. for that show. Uh, none of those jokes, yeah, really landed at all. I like some of the acceptance <laughs> a speeches. There was Bob yeah, Downey absolutely. Jr. accepted, and then Kieran oh, Culkin course. for Succession. Suck it, Pedro. That was good, you know? Uh, yeah, I wasn't too happy about that one, though. Succession's a great show, Seth. I, I don't care. It's done. Pedro, it's Pedro, it's it's peak Pedro right now in The Last of Us, which was amazing. And that's only season it one. Was. I'm sorry, but that was a full that, year ago. Can you imagine? We're a year ago from The Last of Us. Yeah. Feels like I need to watch it again. The next one. <laughs> I just need to uh well, when does the next one come up? Next year? Yeah, this year? Probably. It, it hasn't even shot yet. So Cheap. We're, okay. We're, yeah, we're going to be waiting. And that Getting was me excited for nothing. on first TV, prestige TV talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Hollywood form press level. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get to these games. Let's uh, let's wrap up this Packer, um, Packer-Bears game. Of course. You know, I, the, the conversation officially begins today, Monday, Black Monday. We'll get okay. into the firings as well. well. We'll kind of sneak those in there. Um, nothing too shocking out of those. No. Um, now the question for the Bears specifically is, what do they do with the number one overall pick? Now that it's official that they have the number one overall pick and the number nine, so they have two in the top ten. Where do they go from here? Justin Fields, yay or nay? Obviously, we had that discussion a while ago. I think maybe midseason, maybe a little bit past that. Your mind changed at all? Obviously, watching the game yesterday, Justin Fields, has he proven enough to be at least the guy moving forward? Yes, my mind has changed. Yes and no at the same time. Um, Watching that game, 
I believe he had 22 total dropbacks and he was sacked five times. And none of the, none of those were coverage sacks. Um, even yeah. though Jair was back in play, and I think when DJ Moore Packers, was on him, zero catches. But Packers D line was was getting yes. in there all afternoon. They yes. were, um, and not even just one guy. I think it was five different guys that had a sack uh, yep. attributed. But so, guess what? Guess what, Owen? Getting yes. them frustrated. Not one of those was Sean Gary. I know he was in there. He was he was hurrying, but they were he was there. Key, yes, clearly but... keying on him. And uh, you know he's not like a pass rush specialist. He's just a he's a real just dominant force, especially in the run game, on the outside, good at holding the edge. So yeah, yes. But we're paying him the big bucks to get sacks. Owen, go get us some. <laughs> Look, don't blame the guy. He's still the best player on the defense. But uh, good to see Kenny Clark get back in there. You know that's that's a man that needs stats to to really prove uh, his. Is worth. His value to the team because value. it's there. It's there and not absolutely not see it on paper anyway. Set a career um, high this year in sacks. Oh, that you yes. mentioned that. Set yes. a career high. That's pretty good. Proud of him for that because that is also not his specialty, but yet he no. does. Think about Justin Fields. Not a great game, obviously. Didn't have a lot of time, obviously. That should be goal number one. Um after this big number one pick decision you have to make is let's repair that offensive line. We're focusing on that line. What's what's going to happen, and I'm I'm kind of cornering in on this, uh, I still like Justin Fields as a quarterback. I think he still should be a starter in this league. I'm wondering now, and it will all depend on what the Bears, when the Bears do their homework on these quarterbacks, the Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, all of them, what do they find there? If they find a generational talent, probably out of Caleb Williams, you have to take him. You really just you just have to take him. If you find a if you find some value elsewhere, maybe you can still swap out of that first round pick or that number one pick and get a, get your guy at three or something. But uh, I think they're kind of it's a it's a tough decision they're going to have to make. I think what's going to happen. This is where I put my money. Matt Eberflus stays. Uh, Ryan Poles gets the vote of confidence and maybe Eberflus gets another year to prove himself. Luke Getze, offense coordinator, is likely officially headed out the door. Um, a lot of problems. Most problems come on offense. The defense has been playing really well, especially in this last half of the year. After the addition of Montez Sweat, that guy is a dog. Yeah, he is. Yeah, absolutely um, he is. Getsy is going to be out the door. They're going to try to refresh, whether that be with Fields or Williams. I think Fields is going to be an Atlanta Falcon for something like a second and a third, second or a third round pick. Uh, especially because his contract is up, I believe, in two years, so it's not like they have a full contract of him. Yeah, they. That's another big decision on why they potentially move on from him is they do have to decide on that fifth year option this off season. So they got a year and then a player option year. Um, Correct. Team. Yeah, option. I, I think he go. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. Uh, yeah. So I think he gets traded likelihood. It goes to Atlanta is that that is where I think it stands. And then Atlanta picks him up for the fifth up fifth year right away. And then Bears roll in into the new year with Caleb Williams, 
Matt Eberflus. Um, I don't know any hotshot offensive coordinators you could just bet on to come and fix your offense right away. Uh, Especially because any of the hotshots. Who's the guy from Detroit? Ben Johnson? He's going to be the it? Carolina head coach next year, Seth. He's not going anywhere so? that isn't a head coaching spot. Not yeah, a chance. He was he was being he was basically basically being offered jobs last year and he said no because they were building something in Detroit. So I think he gets big money this year to be a head coach. Uh so you're gonna have to find something in that offensive spot. They obviously went the route to like, oh, LaFleur's offense is working. Let's get a piece of that and get see. I don't know where this bubble screen madness is coming because that was kind of the problem all year. And then again, last night, a bubble, big bubble screen on third and 20. Then I don't think they got the ball back after that. Um, Just a lot of weirdness. I, I think there, I, that line was just getting terrorized the whole afternoon. I don't think they had a lot of confidence in fields That's being trouble. able. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah. And, and that, I think that goes more towards the line. Yeah. Oh, and you're probably right that they do trade him. Uh, I don't think they should necessarily. I don't think he's the problem. I think he's developed from last year to this year. I think he's developed enough that he could be if you continue to develop him and get players around him. To me, yeah. if I were them, I'd trade back to two or three, maybe four, pick up Marvin Harrison. And you you know you're going to get a second or third round pick, trading back just a few spots. You're going to get more, obviously. Oh yeah, for, I mean compared to last year, what they traded out for Bryce Young, and they got what they got DJ Moore. They got the ninth overall. They got this year's what ended up being the first overall. Yeah, and then maybe some other picks. This year is going to be more than that. This year's yes. package will be more valuable than Bryce Young last year. So yeah, so. They could get Marvin Harrison, say, at three or four, pick up, you know, another big-time guy at nine, you know, maybe being, like, the best left tackle in the game, or, you know, whoever that is, because offensive line, obviously. But the combination of DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison, Cole Komet is a good tight end. I mean, Darnell Mooney is, is a solid is a solid role player, too. That that offense could be worrisome, could be troublesome. I I would be nervous. I would yeah, be yeah. nervous to, uh, to to go against that, and especially if Justin Fields continues because he's an athletic freak that he can use his legs and go everywhere. And, but if he can learn to throw the ball consistently and make good decisions, not turn the ball over, th- that could be something. 100%. So here's – and this is the situation they find themselves in. Two is the Washington Commanders. They're picking a quarterback. Three is the New yep. England Patriots. They're picking the quarterback. Yep. Four is the Arizona Cardinals. That's where it's trouble. That's who's probably picking Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's available still. Yes. Or uh, I believe the next two guys are probably offensive tackles. Uh, Bishanu, I believe, out of Penn State, and Joel from Notre Dame. Yeah, I was going to say all is the one I was thinking of. Neighbors out of LSU. So that's where it gets tricky. I think Look you at that, really Owen. You're getting your draft – I'm drafts ready, ready, man. The top Cardinals. 18 is set now. Literally goes Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, Titans, Falcons, Bears, Jets. Ah, it just takes me back. April, uh, late April. I'm in Hawaii. We're doing a pod about the draft. It's going on. <laughs> I literally 
and trying to watch it from the beach, I go back to my bungalow to finish the draft because I was like, uh, the, the service ain't great. And then I jumped on the pot. It was a great time. Sorry, I just had was. to get, get that in. No, there. that was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was talking to you poor people like Seth. But uh, I'm going to do that same in thing. In my again. bungalow. <laughs> now I'm the I'm the elite of the podcast. No, just yeah, kidding. it's pretty obvious. But just what just looking at this again, I'm like, we're right back in it. Seasons, regular seasons over. Draft order is set. You got 18 teams who are now. This is their number one priority it's, for the next. It's drafts. Yeah, exactly. It's draft season for three quarters of the league. It's draft season. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Vikings at 11, which I did not expect, but here we are. No, and, and uh, they probably need a quarterback, and they're going to be out. But, yeah, so then if you're the Bears, you're looking at getting to that three spot, dropping them down one to three, being able yeah. to get Marvin Harrison. And 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 then someone at nine, who is also probably going to be a huge impact player for you. At least that's what you're drafting yeah. for. So Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I guess if the Bears move on, they start fresh with Caleb Williams. Listen, so. if it's if Caleb Williams is as good as advertised, and you find that in the tape or your scouting or your interviews or whatever, you have to draft him. And I yeah. get it. As much as I like Fields and think he'll be a good player, it also might be good for Fields to get the hell out of Chicago and just restart. Yeah, yeah, kind of like what Link Martindale did in New York. He said, "Peace out." Did you see that today? No, I, I guess I didn't. Wink, Wink Martindale resigned from DC in New Orleans, New York. Was he? So he's not retiring. He's just out, and then he's looking for a job elsewhere. Yeah, he said, "I don't want to be with Giants anymore." So, well, that he resigned. Is, uh, that puts Green that's Bay good in news. An spot that they have to wait. They have to hold on to Joe Barry until they're out of the playoffs. Can, can they sign? Start can they sign him to a different position? And then after the season's over, bring him in as a special advisor for the playoffs. Oh my! Correct. God. Yes, special advisor to the word. defense. I don't know. Just if, call uh, the place. Barry might just resign himself at that point. That's fine. Which, which I'm sure you'd be fine with. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Martindale. I saw him go. It's a good transition. I saw him. Um, I saw him resign, and I said. That's the guy that's that we went for. I would be ecstatic if they brought him in. He's he's done a lot of good things. Obviously, yeah, with yeah, Baltimore I mean, for many years, New York's defense was very good last year. They got hit hard by injuries this year and just not played as well. So and offense not doing them any favors for sure. Yeah, offense took a ten steps backwards from what they were last year. Yeah, so uh, I think I think he just wanted to get out of New York is what it sounded like, which yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, um, I wanted to do Eagles Giants talk about New York. Like I said, I wanted to do that next. We don't have Jeremy on yet, the pod father. Uh, So we'll save that game for the end because I do want to hit on that if if he doesn't get on. Um, So we'll save it to the end just in case he does. Next game back to Saturday, Texans Colts. That's where I wanted to start. We won't hit every game, but some of these big ones. Uh, what a great game between two young franchises. Obviously, Gardner Minshew for Indy and the replacement of Anthony Richardson, but he's the future. And then, obviously, C.J. Stroud, your offensive rookie of the year, as he should be, and my midseason MVP because of Owen may be, but you know what? Maybe he makes a little bit of a conversation there. Anyways, 
CJ Stroud, Nico Collins lit it up on Saturday. Colts didn't have an answer for that one. Uh, and they win 23-19. But the big conversation from this game. Oh, Whoa, what did you say? get to watch this? 23-19. This is Mike Wazowski? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yes, of course. I definitely had to watch this. This is one of the bigger, you know, playoff implication games of the week. For yes. sure. And, uh, you know, I found myself rooting a little bit for the Colts at first. And uh, it became clear. It was it was hard to deny the right off the bat. What was it? 75? First play. First 75 play. yards, 77 yep. yards for big time Nico. Collins touchdown and uh you know I like Stroud I love Nico Collins that guy loves Stroud that's he's yeah there you go I wonder why uh 195 (laughs) yards one touchdown and five first downs with that connection Stroud to Collins uh obviously missing Tank Dell was probably his number one uh, he absolutely was at the time at the time he was and I always thought Nico Collins was just as good that they're We're seeing that it on. We're seeing it. that on tape clearly, and then not even he forced three missed tackles, seventy-seven yards after the catch in one game for Nico Collins. That's big time. That's yeah. That's a, yeah. a lethal combo time. that could be pretty special for years to come. But obviously, the rest of these playoffs and C.J. Stroud is playing beyond. His years, obviously, he's a rookie. Clearly. You know, people viewed him as the most pro ready quarterback coming out of college, and smart to say that. And he, that's, and remember, that's all they would go. They would not really give him much of a ceiling other than he's ready to play now. Correct. You, he, you'll probably get a serviceable starter. That's what they said. And now, at this point, how many quarterbacks are you taking over him, contracts and age and all that to start a franchise with? Maybe three, not many. four? Yeah. Not many. Jordan Love would be in that conversation. No conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's been great. He's he's gonna lock in the offensive rookie of the year, and it just looks like he's he's got it all played out. Like the game is slowed down. They say that for a lot of players, quarterbacks especially. When does the game slow down for you? And it looks like it it has already for him. Like halfway through the year, obviously. I don't know, what was it, the first five, six games ended up that he didn't throw a pick? Something like that, set a record? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, I believe five. And, you know, he only ended up throwing five or six the entire season. So he, that offense, this this team way over overplayed what they were supposed to. That offense is looking like it's going to be good for a long time. Yeah, but, we pit the very similar situation to the Packers. We started with yes. the both of the young guns heading into the playoffs right away. Uh, obviously, CJ Stroud also obviously his first year starting uh, into the playoffs. This time though, they get they locked the, the, the division up. They and, did. Uh, wow, like in the first year, it's crazy. They <laughs> shut. They just that Deshaun Watson stuff is worst all to in first. The past, finally, worst to first. Yes, for the Texans. Yeah, I mean. No, but especially how they were last year, they were one of the worst teams in the league last year. D'Amico Ryan comes in and um, you know, and changes the culture, obviously used to winning over in San Fran. Comes in, they draft CJ Stroud, uh Tank Dell as well. I mean, they brought over Devin Singletary, who ended up being a 
pretty solid back for them because Damian Pierce was hurt most of the year. Yeah, this Ended nobody expected starter, yeah. nobody expected them to uh to maybe even be 500 let alone win the division. So, it they're right. already way overplaying it, which is why I also think spoiling my my picks here that D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. I don't Whoa. think that's a question. We don't tip picks here, Seth. You just walk oh. that back. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that when we get there. How's that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the one big the big play that kind of ended this game. Shane Steichen also very deserving of Coach of the Year. What what he's both of these guys, yeah, yep. Um, is the fourth and one play that pretty much sealed the win for Houston? Obviously, Indy's driving. Um, you know, a fourth down and one, and I think they're at Houston's, you know, 40, 45 yard line, whatever it was. And, um, who who's the guy? Goodwin, um, Goodson, Goodson, Goodson. First name T- Tyler Goodson, something like that. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I'm confused. The, uh, the 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 backup running back for the Colts. You're right, Tyler in. Goodson. Tyler Goodson, yes, okay. Uh, he's in for the play. Jonathan Taylor is not in the game. They do a little swing pass to 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 Goodson. A little bit behind him, but hits him in the hands regardless. Would have had the first down, drops it, game over, Texans win. Now, a lot is being made about, um, you know, Goodson dropping the ball and, you know, on him and stuff but like that. But I brought it up, and many people have before already, is why was not why was Jonathan Taylor not in the game at that point? I don't get it. He's your best player. He's been carving up the Texans for almost 200 yards. And he's not in the game on the most important play. What the heck, Owen? What's going on? So there's obviously something um, going on with his ankle. I believe they said ankle and foot. Uh, He got injured. Really winning. They were leaning heavily into him, like you said. 30 carries, 188 yards. Ended up having a 49-yard touchdown that – uh, tied it right when it when it really looked like Houston was in control. Um, yes. Came back out for the final series. All of a sudden, in the most impactful play, the most clutch time play, uh, he's on the bench. Uh, so Shane Steichen said in his press conference that that was by design. Poor design. And that was about it. That was all. That was all he really said. So or design. I I don't know. To me, and I said it all year long with this Packers offense, going back to that game quick. Aaron Jones has led the league in rushing since what week 14, 13, whatever it was, where he started to make his comeback. He's led the league in rushing. Packers offense has played a lot better over the last four or five weeks. I wonder why, Owen. You use your best player in the game, your offense is gonna do well. He's your best player probably on the team pretty much for the most part. I'll take 60% Jonathan Taylor over anybody else they have in the running back room at that time. I I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a rookie head coach mistake. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He showed showed a little bit where he will ultimately be edged for coach of the year, obviously. And, um, you know, it was going so well through the year. Another one of these teams that were kind of surprises in how well uh, they had handled some of these games, uh, throwing 30 points up in single quarters at times through the year. 
<laughs> yeah. And, you know, that offense is obviously capable. Um, the defense has been up and down. They're just, you know, I think their goal this year, too, was to just see how Anthony Richardson would handle this offense. Unfortunately, yes. they didn't get to see much of that and had to proceed anyway. So they got a lot of rest, the rest of the roster, a lot of, a lot of reps in. Um, I think it's just going to be kind of a do over year next year for the Colts. Obviously, they did well, fantastic. Unfortunately, you'll be mid to late first round picking, and yep. uh, you'll just have to go on because I think that yeah. team's got some good bones, right? It does. Uh, you know, it does. Uh, it pretty, absolutely does. Pretty strong defensive line. Uh, you got a couple guys in that secondary. Uh, offensive line solid as hell obviously getting a little older now and then uh michael Pittman, josh downs moelle cox megatron <laughs> or uh the actual megatron because that guy's like six eight yes and um you know we'll see what richardson can do when he's back but you know it sucks but i mean I, houston's the better team Ooh, they are indeed um Real quick, as we transition out of this one, Gardner Minshew obviously played most of the year for the Colts. Nearly took him to the playoffs. He is an free agent currently. Does he get himself a shot at a starting gig anywhere? Potentially. You know, he played overall, he played well enough. There were some moments, you know, Minshew mania, that's what you get out of that. You're going to get some good and some bad. Did he maybe play himself into a, you know, at least a starting look for next year? Obviously, depending know, on the team, but maybe maybe he goes to to Minnesota. It's tough. Uh, you'd have to imagine Minnesota with, with the eleventh pick, probably still looking for a quarterback at that point. Um, yeah, you're gonna, for sure. You're going to see the guy that Minnesota is probably shooting for playing in the national championship right at this very moment, Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> um. No, I've been hearing that I like him quite a lot. But I, I like him, Owen. Don't say that. <laughs> right. But let's see. You know, you probably got four, maybe five probable day one starters in this draft, at least at this point. I don't know if there's enough room because there are a lot of really good quarterbacks in the league. A lot that yes. got hurt. Um, Right. A lot that got hurt this year. So a lot will be returning. Talking about guys like Rogers, Kirk, probably out of Minnesota. He is a guy that would be starting over Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, guys coming from the woodwork like Brock Purdy. I, I don't know if there's much room in the starter ship for Gardner Minshew. I think he's kind of that stopgap. I think he's maybe you got a project guy, you're not ready to start right away. You bring in Minshew, maybe you got um Maybe you got one of those Flacco situations where your clear starter gets yeah. hurt. Yeah, it feels like you're lost without uh, some sort of quarterback play. That's a guy like Minshew who can keep things rolling. So unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to solidify himself anywhere necessarily. But he does have the chops. He will get some decent backup money, which really is the best gig in sports anyway. The the relief pitcher. So to speak. So he'll be he'll yeah. be fine. You know, a starter, I don't know about that. Uh maybe the best solution is staying in Indy. Because with be. a young quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who likes to obviously move around, running quarterbacks 
tend to get hurt more often. And, you know, maybe, maybe he gets some starting looks there. So, all right. Exactly. The next game I wanted to hit was kind of already, I mean, it's a segue. Staying in the AFC South, Jags, Titans, just kind of real quick here. Jags lose this game. And I think, what was it, five in a row they lost to, um, I believe they were eight and three and they ended up nine and eight. So if you look at that, that's a one and one and five record. Yeah. Yeah. One and five record. Um, I think they lost five in a row as well as what it was to end the season. They go from leading the division at eight and three to losing it at nine and eight by losing to the Titans division rival week 18. Uh, Ugly game. Trevor Lawrence did not look good. I know he was banged up a lot, um, but still. And then defense uh, did not look good either, kind of underperformed all year. They just fired their D.C. Um, Lincoln on the name, but they just fired their D.C. today, Monday. And uh, so they'll be looking to change things up there. I, Jacksonville looked so good last year, so promising, made the playoffs, beat the Chargers after all of that. And they come in and go nine and eight this year and dramatic regress. Oh, and tell me, will the please, real Trevor Lawrence, please stand up? No kidding. Uh, quite the uh, third year slump, I guess, not a sophomore slump. His sophomore year was the uprising, right? Um, it was. A lot of people were saying that Trevor Lawrence was next man up material. And maybe I was part of that legion. I remember watching him week one against the aforementioned Colts. And I thought, wow, that guy is making some plays. That looks like some MVP style right there. And uh, it was going for a while. Travis Etienne actually ended up being kind of the, the bell cow or the you know yes. the real driving force for that offense. But, yeah, I think... The only thing it makes that makes sense to me over the last five six games is the injury injury stuff with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, especially, I think it was the last play of the game or the last play of the game for the Jaguars. Anyway, complete overthrow of a guy that might have had a chance at that first down. Uh, Evan Ingram, right? Who he's mainly been online with through the year and through the past couple years. But it ju- it was just such an easy throw for him to miss that I was like, that shoulder has got to be killing him. Like, that's the only thing that makes yeah. sense in my mind. Because we've seen him do very, very good things at a consistent level. We've seen him win a playoff game. And now we're kind of down in the dumps here in the second half of the 2023 regular season. So... Just going to have to wait a year. Like you said, uh, defensive coordinator's out. Dougie P stays in. That's probably the right choice. Uh, the defense has yeah, yeah. talent. Yeah. Offense has talent. Let's just build the roster a little bit. Get, you know, it sucks that the injury is kind of plagued that end of the season, but here we are. Got to look forward, right? Yeah, they ended up um, 13th in offense this year, which I know for a while – First half of the season, they were top 10. And then, like you said, kind of those injuries started to to take place. Uh, but the defense was a bottom half defense in the league this year. And like you said, they have talent. They got Josh Allen, who um, defensive end Josh Allen, not 
naturally. The unquestioned best player in the league, Josh Allen. And they have Trayvon Walker as well, and they have other pieces to that defense where it, it should be performing better, kind of like a defense that we know all about, right, Owen? Similar defense where uh, it's underachieved for a couple of years. They fired him after a year or two, and we have Joe Barry going on three years. So that's that was an unnecessary ricochet shot at Joe Barry. <laughs> you know what? They're going to keep coming. <laughs> Naturally. So, hey, uh, people were talking about Mike Rabel being fired from Tennessee. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, no, me neither. There's no way that happens unless the Patriots fire Belichick and are trying to get Rabel to come there. I don't think he would mm. do it even then. No. I think Tennessee is his home now. I think he loves Tennessee. I think he's built a super strong culture there. And um, so that would be dumb to me. I just don't see it happening. What uh, does seem to be happening is Derrick Henry has played his last step as a Titan. Derrick Henry and most likely who's a free agent this year, Ryan Tannehill as well. Ryan Tannehill most likely played his last snap in Tennessee. Those two kind of rode that train together, Tannehill. Tannehill came along right at kind of like start of the peak of Henry, six, five, six years ago, whatever it was. Um, And now, yeah, like you said, they're probably both gone. Tannehill had himself uh, a game on Sunday. So did Derrick Henry, of course. Had himself a day too. But yeah, Derrick Henry, who, well, most likely – be going into the Hall of Fame. It's probably done in Tennessee. Sad day, you know. Um, well, you could say that, again, if I'm the Titans, Tannehill isn't getting starter money. I feel like that's just not happening. We just talked about it with Minshew. I don't think there's enough spots open for that. I'd bring him back as a backup, but maybe, you know, he's 36 or years old or so. Well, why not leave it up to him if he wants to retire or not? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, and, you know, it could could do the Flacco thing again. A lot of these older quarterbacks have kind of done that. Phillip Rivers didn't exactly do that with Indy, but wasn't really sure what he was going to do after he left L.A. The Chargers, uh, Matt Ryan did that a little bit last year with Indy as well. Um, he spent all that time in Atlanta and then kind of fluttered out in, in Indy. Um, but it, what goes – it's the, it's not a bad thing that all of these veterans are going to be out there because you know you're going to have solid backups. Tannehill would be a good backup. Uh, Kirk Cousins is above that level, but uh, he'll get starter money. But, you know, Gardner Minshew and, and things like that, they're all going to be good backups to have, good veterans. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one of those guys in Green Bay. Hey, I, I mean, uh, you know, I think Sean I, Clifford's a backup until he's gone, to be honest. But I, I understand yeah, it it's just really nice having that veteran backup. In case your your starting quarterback does go down, he's there, whoever that would be. Uh, all right. Um, so Jags fix the defense, and then they're right back at it. That's what we're saying. Apparently. <laughs> and Titans are on to new days with Will Levis at the helm. Maybe not. Right. Maybe not Super Bowl picks like they might have been last year in the preseason, but. Uh... And they certainly won't be division favorites with the upcoming of the Texans and even the Colts. But uh, there's definitely an avenue for them to get back into the picture. Yeah, absolutely. You never know. 
Never know. All right. Last game I wanted to hit, and then we'll move on. Vikings-Lions on Sunday as well. Vikings lost 20-30. to Nick Mullins had himself, I mean, he had himself a game. Threw for almost 400 yards, pretty much 400 yards. Two touchdowns, also two picks. That's what got him benched two weeks ago against the Packers. Well, you know, before that game, Jaron Hall started because he threw, I think, four picks against the Lions. And then they benched him. He comes in, obviously, second half of that Packer game, and it was too little too late for that. But he comes in, doesn't do much other than that. Uh, Lions take it 30-20, to 20, got hit by some injuries. Obviously, Sam Laporta, the big one. Most likely out next week, potentially two weeks from now, but they're saying I think it was in a hyperextended knee and, and something else with his knee or whatever it was. Um, they said pretty long shot that he doesn't play next week. Obviously, they 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 secure the number three spot uh with Dallas winning. So they're the two. They have those injuries that's really gonna hurt their postseason. Vikings are now potentially searching for a quarterback. So my question for you, for both of these teams, not really so much Detroit, but, you know, should they have played those guys with, you know, most likely just having the third seed? Or, you know, go out there and, and see if they can take it. And then Minnesota, where do they go for quarterback? Kirk Cousins, a free agent. Got a lot of Minnesota Viking fans listening, maybe, hopefully, one day. <laughs> hopefully one day. No, I know a few, certainly, that are listening to my voice right now. And I'm not sure what they want me to say, except for what I've already said, that Michael Penix Jr., you are a Minnesota Viking. I think that's what they're shooting for at number 11. Uh, maybe even trade up for Jaden Daniels, who seems to be climbing up into the top 10. But uh, regardless, Kirk, this team played very well with Kirk in the first half of the year. Uh, this would have been a playoff yes. team with Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, maybe even challenged the Lions for well, they're five games out. I don't know if they would challenge the Lions, but the Packers probably aren't a playoff team at that point. Um, Kirk, it'd be it's I don't know because so this is what they did a couple years ago they kept Kirk, they drafted Kellen Mond, and they were just hoping that that'd be like a little project piece that would eventually work out for them it did not Kellen no longer no. a member <laughs> yeah what they could do is really go packer style take a first round quarterback sit him behind cousins let cousins play until he maybe retires or you're ready to move on put him on a two three year deal right because I think, like I said, this team is a playoff team with Kirk. It was very good last year. Obviously, we we flaunted the fraud word around a lot, but only because of their record. We didn't say they weren't a playoff team. And uh, this team's got a lot of young bones. I think the defense needs a little bit of a reshuffle, even though they did play very well for stretches in the middle of the season. I think Flores is the answer at defense coordinator if he doesn't get Signed somewhere as a head coach, yeah, which is a possibility, could. depending he on could. how many more head coach drops, uh, head coaches drop in the next few weeks. But that is what I would do: is I would sign Kirk to two or three years, draft a Daniels, 
Penix, you probably want to start right away. So I I would almost aim for Jaden Daniels. Let's learn pro style a little bit, but keep your feet and keep your athleticism. Let Kirk teach you the teach you the Coles Cousins way, right? How this is how we do it in Minnesota. <laughs> in the Midwest. But uh that's what I would do. Because I think this Vikings team really isn't far off. They're seven and nine. They should be nine and seven, ten and six, or ten and uh you know what I mean. They're t- they're seven and ten. They should be ten and seven. That's what I'm trying to say. I it's still so. an adjustment for that. Still an adjustment. I I get what you're saying, Owen, but not a lot of teams and really no team, honestly, other than the Packers and the Chiefs, you know, the very beginning of Mahomes' career, do they draft a first-round quarterback and have them sit? It's it's Listen. rare. You draft a quarterback in the first round, they are starting day one. Like that's said, what everyone Packers. has said. That's when everyone. That's what they said about Love when he was drafted. It's like you draft a first-round quarterback for him to play day one. Correct. Well, I'm here to tell you that the Jordan Love success story of this year will change a lot of teams' tunes, and people will. This is a copycat league, Seth. We hear that term all the time. How come they didn't do it? How come they didn't do it when Rodgers happened? There was some, well, because that was a once, you know, Rodgers should have been drafted. Rodgers should have been drafted in the top five. That's what a lot of people said, and where they were just kicking themselves for not picking him. And clearly, Green Bay just had to pick him because he's so good. And, uh, but Far was still there. They weren't going to start him over Far, right? Whatever. Love. The people seem like more of a reach. Uh, they, a little bit. they thought he could fall further into the second round. But now people are seeing the light a little bit. You know, it go back a little bit. Like Belichick's coordinators always used to get signed to head coaching deals. And not a lot of them worked, right? No. Or if any. Same same thing started to happen to Shanahan and McVay and LaFleur and, you know, that whole style of offense. A lot of that system those coordinators are getting big promotions just because they're around the big minds, right? This is what's going to happen. People are going to start drafting quarterbacks high, making them into projects. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. It was it was Rodgers, obviously, is the big one. You had Mahomes for a year sit. I think Lamar yep. sat for a, half a year, right? They were planning on sitting him a year. Flacco got hurt. Had to start him. Sure. Big things happened. Yep. But that was the plan for Lamar, who is going to be a two-time MVP uh, officially here in a month or so. So get ready to see a lot more of that. Um, And that's what I think the Vikings should do. I think they should waste no time because you have a guy in Kirk Cousins who loves Minnesota. His family's in Minnesota. He plays very well in Minnesota. He's got Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. Let's keep hitting the playoffs while still having the future potentially brewing uh here for 2026 and on right that's the move for the vikings for the lions that that well in in case you disagree i'm willing to let you disagree i'm telling you that's right but i'm willing to let you disagree if you want right that they should have played still talking about the vikings oh but, sorry sorry i you said lions i thought we were moving on there i was uh, ra- no. i was ready uh no i i agree i i think well, it depends on the quarterback. Like Caleb Williams, you're not drafting him and sitting him. Like you're not And they're that. not they're also not drafting Caleb Williams. No, right? they're not. No, I'm just saying I think it depends on the quarterback and the prospect. Like if they're coming yes. out and they're like, This guy can start day one, he's got all the tools, he's got all this blah blah, you know, all that stuff. CJ Stroud, 
you know, for this example, um, then you start him right away. But if he's labeled a project or somebody you got to work with, then, you know, it, it's stupid to do that. And it, it doesn't really help anybody. Daniel Jones, I think of probably shouldn't have been thrown out. Justin Fields probably shouldn't have been thrown out there right away. He could have used a year or two. Jordan Love, obviously, right. you know, he was labeled a project. I mean, yeah. Rogers too, back then as well. He was kind of more of, I mean, not a project so much, but could he have been well, somebody that, who could started right away? Also, that's, he, that's the type so, of guy that benefited from being a project, even though he probably yes. could have started. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think he would be, and I'm pretty sure he's admitted it too. He wouldn't be the guy who he was if he didn't yeah. sit for three years behind Favre yeah. and, and do all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's smart. And I think, I think it's overall smart. Um, but it also depends on your quarterback too. Packers, Packer fans, we were gifted with Favre, who's been great, obviously, Hall of Famer. We were gifted with Rodgers, Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time. So we didn't draft a quarterback desperately needing one. Yes. Some wise people have said best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one. Bingo. Sign Kirk Cousins tomorrow. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. All right. One more game. I lied. One more game to talk about. We'll make it quick, Owen. Philly sure. and New York. We didn't talk about it. Jeremy's not here yet, so we're going to do it for him. You don't <laughs> have to do it a lot. Uh, I'm sure Jeremy's absolutely fed up with it, frustrated beyond words. So my question to you as a non-Eagles fan, the Eagles have lost – uh, let's see here. I, I thought I five had out of six. Five out of six. One win being New York a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the offense is in total disarray. Jalen Hurts plays half. You know, the first half it's an ugly first half, and then they bench a lot of the starters. If they come out and lose to the Bucks, and they don't look good. Does Sirianni stay? That has started to become a question, hasn't it? Um, it has. It has. I I know what Jeremy would say, and he'd say it a little bit in longer form and a little more uh, emotional than I will, but I will say the same thing. Sirianni stays. Both of the coordinators go, and we refresh. Um, there's a certain element here that it – like. It almost AJ Brown came out with his interview last week, right? Where it seemed like it almost was like, okay, the Eagles are going to figure it out now. They're, but AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts have been button heads on the sideline seemingly multiple times this season. Yes, AJ Brown turning himself into one of the top, the top five receivers in the league until recently. That offense is stagnant. The defensive, especially the secondary is lost. Um, you're going to see a lot of reshuffling compared to last year when they really wanted a lot of guys to stay. Um, they only let a couple guys go. I think CJ Jujay might have been the only big one. Maybe big Kaiser one, yeah. TJ Edwards, right? Guys like those. But um, obviously the coordinators left, and with it seemingly did the magic. Brian Johnson, yes. gone. Uh, I forget who the old, the other DC was, but Matt Patricia certainly almost gone. Um, you really need to to find someone to be confident in. This is what the Eagles need. Unfortunately, 
they're not at the point. Well, I guess you should say, fortunately, they're not at the point to do that yet. They have a playoff game. As bad as it has been in the last six weeks, they won enough games barely by enough in the first 10 games of the season that they get to travel to Tampa Bay. Who it doesn't look like world beaters. We'll say it like that. No, but absolutely not. As the playoff lines have been announced, at least the opening of the lines, Eagles Bucks is the closest line of the weekend. Eagles are only favored by two and a half points on the road. Um, of course, they are a, a road favorite, so that slants it a little bit. But everything else is a lot, uh, a lot more lopsided to the home team. This will be trouble for the Eagles. They look uh, worse than the six and seven seed in, in the wild card right now. Um, as a Cowboys, at, if you're the Dallas Cowboys at the two seed, you almost wish you were the four seed. You get to just play the Eagles again. <laughs> we're just limping into the, into the playoffs. Best situation for Tampa Bay, no doubt. But it's tough. There's still an element that they could somehow be like, okay, it's a playoffs. So let's get it together. But boy, you cannot bet on that confidently right now. They, I venture to say that they're going to lose in the next couple weeks. I think that is not even close to a hot take. The hot take maybe would be that they lose this weekend, but even that, I don't even know it's a hot take. And yeah, I wouldn't say it. Start for the, the Eagles playoffs. It's not expected, but the way they played over the last month, it wouldn't be a surprise at all. But the yeah. Bucks are such a hot and cold team. You know, they, they beat the Panthers this week. It wasn't pretty, but a couple weeks ago they played really well. They got shut out, not shut out, but they got it was a lopsided loss to the Saints last week. So the Bucks are a very hot and cold team. They're playing at home. That always helps. So Bucks could Bucks could steal that. But I agree with you, Owen. Wrap this up. Sirianni obviously stays. They sure. need two sure, new sure. OCs or two new um coordinators, OCDC. I think that defense needs a refresh. I don't think the offense so much. The players are there on offense, absolutely. Talent is there. Defense needs a refresh. They got a lot of veterans out there. They could be gone. The offensive line potentially might need to be redone. Obviously, Jason we'll Kelsey up Lane there, Johnson Lane Johnson as well. As well. Um so some of those some of those stars are getting a little older, getting up there, and uh, who knows if they'll be around. This might be the last ride for them. Might just be Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, like you said. Uh, I think Jeremy yep. says they're what are they the, the, the core four or the the core four? Yeah, um, he said probably you know all those guys on on Rushmore as well. Yes, yeah. So they'll stay as long as they want to, and that's fair. But uh, you really got to start giving the reins to guys like Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, right? Uh, Nicole yeah. Dean isn't kind of really making himself into the guy they thought they might have drafted. But I think you keep him. You just you keep the young guys and the old guys that want to stay in a backup leadership role or something like that. But then, yes, you really need to start looking some other other directions. Like Reed Blankenship, been very good. Yeah. But uh, he's been about the only one in the secondary that's looked very good. That is true. All right, that's 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 the wrap on the on the recap for the for the year. That's it. That's the last one. On obviously we got playoffs. Regular season is done. Donezo. Any last thoughts on the regular season? Sad to see it go. 
sad to see it go. It, but, yeah, man. It. I remember doing week one. We're like, all right, here we go. It's the start. It's Detroit over. Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs, live streaming it almost, or live potting it almost. Yep. What a. I mean, in some sense, the it seems like the season's flown by. Then also, you think back to Lions Chiefs, and you think that's like a a year ago. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been a ride, but we're not Always. dead. We ain't dead yet. All right, top five. Here we go. Top five A and B, the last one of the regular season. We will do obviously continue power rankings into the playoffs. This is the last regular season top five. No, no, Jeremy yet. We'll see if we can get his top five, but hopefully we'll get him soon. But Owen, you ready? You got yes. yours. In some form or fashion, yes, of course. Some form or fashion. Uh, the last couple weeks have been kind of chaotic with the top five just because teams have been all over the place. Eagles stumbling, Chiefs stumbling, the Bills starting to creep up, Ravens showing their superiority and things like that. Lions kind of all over the place, Dolphins all over the place, Browns coming up as well. This one was a little easier. Because teams have kind of settled out as we as we go into the playoffs. So I have mine. I'll give you mine to start. And we'll get okay. yours. I'm going to start at the top. We've kind of been doing that lately. And that pretty much stays the same. My top three stay the same from last week. Actually, maybe my top four. I can't remember exactly. Number one for me, Ravens. This is pretty much my 1A, 1B. My A and B is 1A, 1B. Ravens, Niners, obviously, is my top two teams. I think these two teams are the best teams in football. And obviously, everybody's Super Bowl favorite pick. These were your two at the at midseason, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yep. No, you picked the Bengals. Uh, kind of, yes. Um, <laughs> a week before, yeah, literally four days before Burrow got hurt. But yes, after that, that I definitely flipped to the Ravens. So yes, on paper, maybe not. Fine, but that would that would be your pick now. Yes, I mean okay. nine weeks ago, yes, it would be. Uh, that's not my pick, but that's fine. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, but Ravens Niners, regardless, I think Niners would probably be my pick in the NFC. Sons the Packers, of course. If the Packers go out, Packers are my pick. No, have to be until 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 it's gone. <laughs> until they're not. Until they're not exactly. Number three for me stays the same. I have the Dallas Cowboys. They handled business on Sunday, 38 to 10 over the Commanders as um, Ron Rivera lost his job this morning, as we all figured he would. Ron Rivera fired from Commanders. Uh, one of One of five, I believe. One of five head coach firings today. Well... Confirmed, so including Raiders, Panthers, uh, oh, then you yes, got Commanders, Sorry. yes, uh, Falcons, and uh, who's the other one? Our Chargers, yep, Chargers, trying to say, yeah, Hardy Smith. They didn't even wait till Monday, they did that last no, night, they did, they said, Psh. yeah, so uh, that was announced Sunday night. Um, anyways, Cowboys at three, they played at home, they play at home this weekend against the Packers, Cowboys are undefeated at home. That's gonna to be tough. Cowboys are gonna to be tough. They're they're a different team at home. Dak Prescott plays like an MVP at home. That defense is is so good. Obviously, uh, I think they're right below the Niners and the Ravens 
in tiers and stuff like that. I think it's Ravens, Niners, tier one, Cowboys, and I think this other team, tier two, and then the other teams. This other team, I believe I had it four last week, the Buffalo Bills. The Took Bills care teams. of business Sunday night against the Dolphins, who we are now throwing the F word around for. Fair. Fair. Yeah. One and six against winning teams this year. One win. That's it. Uh, anyways, not talking about the Dolphins. The Bills at four. Josh Allen made some. Well, he had a Josh Allen game. Like, you look at that game Sunday night. And we didn't even really get into that one too much. Um, you look at that game. That's the perfect Josh Allen game. If you want to know what Josh Allen's career looks like, that game defined it. Almost 400 yards through the air. Couple of touchdowns, couple of picks, running all over the field, fumbles the ball as well. He makes some maddening plays, but he also makes some crazy plays. It's it's Favre all over again. Maybe that's why I love him so much because he reminds me of Favre a little bit and the reckless abandonment on the field. But man, he lays it all out there. Four for four for me for the Bills. That defense is also playing a lot better. Five A and five B. Chiefs are 5A. I think they stayed here as well last week. 5B is my change. The Philadelphia Eagles are officially off the top five, I think, for the first time this year. 5B for me, the Detroit Lions. They took care of business on Sunday against Minnesota, of course. I think they're another team very similar to the Cowboys, but not as good. Poor man's version. Very good at home. Offense is very good. The defense is no obviously nowhere near, but defense has its moments and it has its guys. So I think they could do it. But yeah, Eagles are my first off after all of that. Unfortunately, Eagles are just kind of stumbling. So recap, Ravens, Niners, Cowboys, Bills, Lions, or Bills, Chiefs, Lions. Well said, Seth. Um, yeah. Quick rundown. I'll probably, I kind of, cheat a little bit and work my way through every playoff team quickly. There are four tiers of playoff teams. Uh, Yeah. Four. Sure. Three very defined layers and one tier of a lot of teams for very different reasons. And the bottom dwellers right now, the bare bones, the, I just right now, not a chance in hell of winning the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Didn't think I'd say that, but that's Ooh. what I have. Okay. Because there's just not one thought of me putting the Eagles into any sort of Super Bowl favoritism right now. Sure, sure. <clears throat> They're going to be at the top of that tier because there's at least a 1% chance. The other two, not so much. The third layer... Well, let's go back to the top. Top layer, it's the Ravens Niners. Ravens one, Niners yes. two. That's what you got. That's what the Super Bowl is almost assuredly to be. Right. Uh, I think we all agree with that. Obviously, either team can come out stagnant in the in the division round, depending on what team they're playing. Because there's a lot of good wild good wild card teams, right? There but, are but um yes. Um that's tier one. Tier two, two teams you also mentioned. I have the Bills at four or three. Cowboys at four. The okay. Bills, because they get to play the Steelers and not uh, a hot team like the Packers in in uh, round one, I think the Bills have a little bit uh, more of an advantage. Sure. With, 
uh, going into potentially the AFC Championship. They might have to face the Chiefs in round two, but it is what it is. Cowboys, in that sense, would have to play the Lions. Not might be a, probably equally as tough at the very moment. So that's your tier two. Your tier three is everyone else. And boy, do I have a tough time ranking these guys. Because some are like teams like the Chiefs, who are like, they're, they really should be better than everyone else in this tier. They're just not. Yeah. Uh, Lions, you kind of throw in for some kind of similar reasons. They're looking a little bit better than the Chiefs, but they're not supposed to be looking as good as the Chiefs should be. And then you got teams like the Rams and the Packers, who all of a sudden in the last six, seven, eight weeks look really, really good. Um, yeah, teams like Miami Dolphins, you can throw them into the Chiefs tier where they really started out hot. Let me tell you why I'm not putting the Dolphins in here. They're probably going to be my seven. Yeah, I think okay. last night was the very first time we've seen Tua in a two-minute uh, need-to-win-it drill. Right, and totally failed. Interception yep. into double coverage on like maybe the second play. They are front runners, and we're in the playoffs. That's not good. Uh, just a matter of experience they've had. They're really good football team. They're very fast. They don't get to play in Miami anymore, which is tough. And uh, I think they're going to find that that is their biggest weak spot. And I think the Chiefs are going to take advantage of that. Here, wildcard weekend. So my yes. first, my last two teams in. I don't want to do it. I have the Lions at five. Sure. And I really want to put the Rams or the Packers or the Texans or the Browns in there. And I really honestly, truly think they probably deserve it more. But by just matter of like... It's Patrick Mahomes. Something's got to happen. I'm putting the Chiefs in at six. I really don't like it. This might be my least favorite power rankings. When everything's almost as defined as it can possibly be, everything is seated, Seth. We put we get we even had the advantage of putting the ones and the twos in the top four. <laughs> confident. We did actually. That's that's weird that we did that. And we did put the threes, both of us in at five and six i yeah. absolutely hate it i would almost rather put both of the seven seeds is pittsburgh's no i would rather put both of the six seeds um into the into the end of the top five than the threes but i just can't because of the home field advantage yep they're supposed yep. to be better teams the Lions, I feel more confidently about than the Chiefs, and that's it. Sucks to say. Do you? And I'm just gonna have to say that that's what it is. Here's why the Chiefs are a sneaky Super Bowl team. Obviously, Please they've been me. there before. They've done it before. They know obviously. how to play in the playoffs, where a lot of these teams will not. You know, Lions obviously will not. Jared Goff has been there. But... The only one. You've been the to the Super Bowl. One. That's Super Bowl participating quarterback you're talking about. Right yeah, there, so. yeah, okay. There's a lot of them out there. Um, the Rams are a young, well, I guess two years ago, but that team of two years ago was gutted over the last two years, so they have a lot of fresh faces. 
So obviously Stafford is still there and Donald and Cup. So they still have some of those guys, but it's a very different team now than two years ago. The Packers, obviously, youngest team in, in the NFL going to the playoffs. Texans, very young team going to the playoffs. The Chiefs are battle-tested in the playoffs. Mahomes knows how to do it in crunch time. Plus, that defense is probably the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had in his entire career. And if he can just do enough, even if it's not perfect, they might win it. I guess. And uh, really, like you said, for the first time in his career, all he has to do is not turn the ball over. And they probably win. Yeah. Most of these games. Uh, until you get to the Bills and the Ravens, that's probably what happens. Oh, yeah. Then those are going to be shootouts, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. I'll leave Our lists were pretty much identical up. then. Uh, pretty much. We flipped the three and four and five and six. Yeah. Otherwise, we have the same teams. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that that feels fair for the last power rankings of the of the year. Jeremy would do something wild and have the the Browns and the Rams in there. I'm sure he would so. do what I did not have the balls to do. Probably, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. Um, so the going along on first would be Ravens, Niners, and then Bills and Cowboys tied. <laughs> Chiefs and Lions tied. So that three A three B is. Bills, Cowboys, 5A, 5B, Chiefs, Lions. Do you want to rank really quick, rapid fire, top of your head, sure. rank the rest of the playoff teams, the other six? So we're at seven right now. Eagles. I would say Eagles. You're putting them at seven? Okay. I, I, I would. I, I, would, I get why you had them lower, just because of things. They're along the same line as the Chiefs. They're battle-tested. They've been here before. They were there last year. Obviously, the Chiefs were there last year. They have the players and the talent, especially on offense, to make it click in a second. I think the potential of Philly is too high for them to be too low. So I have them at seven. That's how I would do it. But we can split the difference because you had them lower. I'm working on it. Um. Other than that, I would say Dolphins-Browns would be right there for me as well. Those would be my top nine teams I would have. And then after that, after that, it's Rams. a mixture of Rams, Packers, Texans are kind of my next layer of teams. And then who does that leave me with? Steelers, Steelers and Bucks. Yes. So kind of similar lines of what you said earlier, Steelers, Bucks at the bottom. I think the Rams, Packers, Texans. Texans get hot and that offense starts to to move it. They could they could score with anybody. That's going to be that defense. I think same thing with with the Packers. That offense clicks, starts moving, they're going to score with anybody, but it's a question of the defense. All right, filibuster while I figure this out cuz this will be important. Filibuster Oh, and do you know the history of the filibuster? Please tell me. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> so I can't tell you. I apologize. I know what a filibuster is. And I know why it was created. But I'm not going to tell you about that. This is in history class. Okay. What, so, other, what, other, what other history do you got? I, man, I got no history. But I tell you what, Owen. Once we're done with awards, and that's next. 
Yes. I'm very excited for these two trivia questions, especially one of them. I'm gonna have to dig deep. Okay. Am I? We'll start we'll start out with that one because you're gonna have to dig deep. But I'm excited for the awards. We get to do this once a year. Obviously, we do it at the beginning of the season. We do our predictions. And let me see if I can pull that up quick now that I'm thinking about it. I did save that. So I'm gonna pull that up too and reference that when we uh when we get to our picks. Oh, and let me start with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did it at midseason. That's right. We did it at midseason. I went C.J. Stroud, but I wanted to go Josh Allen. But I also wanted to change it. Josh Allen was my preseason, and I wanted to stick with him. But you gave me a hard time about it, so I went C.J. Stroud. Jeremy picked Tua. You picked Joe Burrow. And obviously, no, no, sorry. Jeremy picked Tua preseason. He changed it to Jalen. You went Justin Herbert preseason, changed it to Joe Burrow. None of us are going to be right. No. <laughs> no. So that's where we went MVP at the beginning of the year. So um, I think that was really the only one we did was MVP and Super Bowl. So how's that? Was that long enough? Pretty close. You ready for the full sure. playoff ranking list of going long on first Number one, the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, we just talked about it. At 3A and 3B, the Buffalo Bills in the Dallas Cowboys. At four or 5A and 5B, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. So, on to our, the rest of our teams. Number seven, the Miami Dolphins. Eight. The Cleveland Browns tied at 9A and 9B. We have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Los Angeles Rams. 9A, 9B. So we're at 11. The Green Bay Packers. I want it to be higher, but I think 11 sounds about right. Number 12, the Houston Texans. And in the doghouse, tied at 11. A and B, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the two teams that have not a chance in hell of <laughs> winning the Super Bowl, let alone a wild card game. Yes. There you go. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. And You're I'm welcome. good with that. I'm good with that. It's the official right. top 12, four, 14. 14. I almost said top five, top 12, top 14 heading into the playoffs. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Owen, you ready? I'm ready. Let's spit out some awards. Let's do it. Let's make some people cry. Love. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's start with. You want to start at the bottom or the top? We could. I think MVP is kind of set in stone, so we could do that one. Are you sure? All right. Here, here's top. this is how I want to do this. I want you to tell me who you would pick. As MVP, not who you think will win it. That's how you want our rankings to go. Is who? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. It would be if you had a ballot to submit. This would be your MVP. So, all I'm right. Are we going to start at MVP then? Let's start at MVP. All right. Here you go. Number three for me. I'm good. I'm I'm going Homer pick. Going Homer. I'm going biased because man. We talked about it earlier. Jordan Love, number three for me. Nice. You talk about the MVP award. 
And, you know, you talk about in the NFL, it's defined as the best quarterback on the best team. And we all know who that is. Do we? Well, some would question that. Jordan Love, Packers would not be anywhere near playoff contention or into the playoffs without Jordan Love. He also ended up second in the league in passing touchdowns with 32, over 4,000 yards, and some clutch moments. Thanksgiving against the Lions. Sunday night, Christmas Eve against the Chiefs. Sunday against the Bears winning in. He had some clutch moments. Jordan Love, we talked about it last week. Maybe he should be in the MVP talk. At least throw it in his name in there. So I'm doing it. Throwing his name. Number two, Lamar Jackson. He will be the MVP, like you said, Owen. I just don't think he's the MVP. He's been great. He's done it all. I might be the biggest Lamar hater out there. I wouldn't call myself a hater, but I am not. I am not at the Lamar level of a Swifty. Put it out. I'll put it out there. That'll be <laughs> my comparison. I'm not a Swifty for Lamar. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Does that make sense? I'm not a. You I'm don't... not a. I'm not a Lamari. That's, you that don't doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, a Lamari to to pick him for MVP. You know, no. but uh, let me tell you why this player deserves to be MVP. He is the best player on arguably the best team, and the catalyst, the engine, he makes this team run, literally and figuratively. Talking about Christian McCaffrey. Do it all for the for the Niners. Niners no, you're are number, very you're number one. Number one. He is my MVP. If I had to pick a make a vote, pick Christian McCaffrey would be my MVP of the 2023 NFL season. So that's where I'd go. Jordan Love, number three, just because Lamar two, CMC one. Do I think that Lamar wins it? Yes. Okay. But should it be okay. him? No. You think it should be almost Jordan Love over Lamar? I mean, almost. you know, I could argue it. I'm uh I guess I'm not surprised, but I would have liked to see Jordan Love's name get floated out there every once in a while. But he did get let's say his um cold stretch wasn't so cold and his yeah. hot stretch at the end of the season maybe wasn't as hot. He we'd probably be talking about him in the even if his stats were similar, he just you know, he wasn't yeah, so spread it out more. Yeah. Yep. His name would be in probably the top five or six. But because it came towards the end of the year, uh, it's a little bit past. I think the MVP traditionally is usually decided by week 14, 15 at that point. This one came a little bit later. I think week 16 when the Ravens uh, really dominated the Niners, and that's really when Lamar cemented yes, himself that... as the odds-on favorite. Um, so that being said, I won't quite go Jordan Love into the top three. I will put Christian McCaffrey into the top three. Uh, I think Purdy deserves recognition, however, uh, um, just for being way better than he should be. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is truly the all-star, right? That is the that is the man right there. And 49ers really got away with a BS trade to the Carolina Panthers for probably the best player Literally in the league, and um, yeah, 
he it's just that he plays a position that just isn't valuable. However, he is just as about as valuable as a lot of quarterbacks in the league. So all credit to him. He deserves recognition. Give me McCaffrey at number three. Number two, give me Dak Prescott. Dude deserves it. He really came into his own. Obviously his best year. I came into this year as a doubter. Uh, I believe I, you know, I didn't go. I, you did. Because I, I remember to... I remember when he was talking about throwing less interceptions and you got on him about that. I do remember Yeah. That. Yes. Yep. Uh, that was like, I don't know, that was early in the year, right? And then really, really started to figure out another one of these guys that maybe by week six or seven, all of a sudden him and CeeDee Lamb figured it out. CeeDee Lamb turning into maybe the most productive receiver of the year, uh, maybe behind Tyreek Hill. And, uh, yeah, a lot of credit to Dak for being. Led the league in touchdowns with 36. Yes. That That feels very low, doesn't it? For uh, for a league leader, it does. And probably due to all the QB1 injuries over the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot due to really bad offensive lines this year compared to other years. And a lot due... Uh, to I don't know if it was a more pronounced run game, but it definitely felt a little more stable in the run game this year. Maybe not with your stars, but like your run yeah. games in general. Yeah, I yeah, you know, I'd have to look at the stats to confirm. Ebbs that. and flows uh, of of the league. That's just what it felt like. Like your QB ones are going down like like crazy. You're just going to resort to running the ball more and. uh so I think it was just one of those years that, you know, it's kind of a supply and demand thing. And, uh, yeah, the Cowboys, unfortunately, maybe not unfortunately, I'm not like a big Cowboys hater, but the Cowboys relatively unaffected by the league uh, league trends as a whole and Dak Prescott, league leader in touchdowns. Good for him. But obviously, number one, it's Lamar Jackson. Best player. Yes. Um. You know, Mahomes has been a disappointment a little bit. Jalen Hurts probably should have had this in wrap, but the Eagles have been a complete disappointment. Josh Allen throwing picks like crazy. Burrow gets hurt. Hey, watch hey, Rogers what had you a say. chance, but he got hurt. I mean, he was. Even last night, he was. The second interception of last night for Josh Allen was absolutely hilarious. He could have <laughs> just, he could have just, he was at the sideline. He could have just dumped it out. But no, it was launched oh, oh, sidearm. Don't, 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 don't forget. People tend to forget it was fourth down. Okay, well, it was like fourth. He just launching it up. He was just launching it up. Maybe that was all he had. What was he supposed to do? Well, I don't know. Maybe not launch it up straight. You know, it wasn't even really that close to Gabe Davis. It Gabe wasn't. Babe. It wasn't. But it was, it was just funny to watch. That's all. But he was a league leader in interceptions. Maybe not the league leader. I think he probably was. He um, was. No, um, Sam Howell. Sam, Sam Howell was. was. Fair he enough. was second, I believe. And uh, the guy you're talking about was third on the list. Well, credit to Josh Allen for being that high in interceptions and still being in, in the top five for MVP odds currently. Um, however, yeah. he he uh, and he really did a number on the Bills coming into the end of the year. Lamar Jackson is the guy, though. He is what well, kind 15 of 15 touchdowns the last... for Josh Allen this year. 15 he... touchdowns on the ground. On the ground. On the ground. I was going to say on the ground. Yes, correct. Um, but Lamar is kind of that guy that the best guy of the guys who we thought were going to be really good, right? We're talking Herbert Burrow, 
Mahomes, Allen, maybe we throw Rodgers in there, right? A lot of them got hurt. A lot of them had down seasons. Lamar stepped right in. He was injured most of last year. Came in, made the Ravens into this incredible team. Um, Ravens are going to be a very good football team without him, but a very good football team that's probably nine and in eight in hitting a wild card spot. Lamar is the difference. That is my yeah. MVP. All right. Uh, not surprised. Cop out. Not surprised, though. Not surprised. That It's been that way since Burrow went down. I was like, you know what? This looks like a Lamar year. And I, and I just wasn't seeing it because I wanted Burrow or Herbert to win. And they just weren't. No, you're both your picks. Yeah, very much out. Very much out. All right. Um, you got the list then of the unofficial going along on first. The official, MVP? unofficial, top four in MVP votes this year. Receiving an honorable mention, just as he should in real life, Jordan Love with a single vote. Well done. Well done, Jordan. Number three, Dak Prescott. Um, probably belongs in the top three, so it's good to see him there. Uh, probably will end up at two or three, uh, along with Purdy in real life. And just, uh, you know, Cowboys really shouldn't have won the division. They should have been the best wildcard team, but they took advantage of what the Eagles gave them. And Dak Prescott, yeah. big reason why. Number two, and it won't be like this because he will win Offensive Player of the Year, but Christian McCaffrey, number two in MVP votes. Love to see it, and I would love for him to win it if it were not for number one, your MVP of the Going Long on First podcast, Lamar freaking Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to guess, Jeremy uh, puts... You know, I would bet that McCaffrey actually is Jeremy's pick and Lamar is his too. So in that sense, a late vote could turn it into a co-MVP situation, but for now. All right. we'll, we'll wait for the write-ins to come in. We'll wait go. for the yeah, write-ins. Right. The mail-in ballots. Exactly. That's what it is. Mail-in ballots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. Tide, tide turns there. All right. And he probably puts Tyree. Well, I wanted to put Tyreek on this list. But he fell off. Yeah, he fell off at the end. Really took him out of consideration, unfortunately. All right. Offensive rookie or no offensive player of the year. We'll get to offensive rookie of the year. Offensive player of the year. You ready? So we'll kind of probably in agreement here that it's the best non quarterback. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I do not have a quarterback on my list. All right. Yes. Number three, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb for me. Uh, Like you mentioned earlier, second half of the year, he absolutely went off and was doing things no other receiver was doing in the league. Him and him and Dak resulted in a in in a crazy combination. Uh, C.D. led the league in in catches, 135, and he absolutely just took over games towards the the second half of the year. That really kind of put him in this conversation. So CD Lamb was three for me. Number two, I just mentioned him. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill for me, number two. Also fell off of this pace. Um just based on what this other guy did as he as the total year. Tyreek fell off the last three, four weeks, like we said. Uh injuries, just inconsistencies on offense, just didn't put up 
the insane numbers that he was doing. Obviously had an insanely impressive year, one of the best years by a receiver, and what he was doing in the middle of the season was absolutely dominant, and it was it, fun to watch. Number one for me, though, he was my MVP and my Offensive Player of the Year because this is the one he'll really win. I have CMC, Christian McCaffrey. He'd do it all, running, throwing, passing, catching. He did it all. He does it all. I think he had close to 600 yards to the air this year, led the league in rushing, up there in touchdowns as well. CMC deserves it. So he's my offensive player of the year. So I go CMC, Tyreek, Lamb. Seth, I couldn't have said it better myself. So what you just said is the going long on hey. first offensive player of the year ranking. CMC, congratulations on your MVP runner-up, potentially turning into a co-MVP and also – Offensive player of the year. I would assume in real life if McCaffrey um, somehow makes his way into a co-MVP situation that they give offensive player of the year then to Tyreek Hill. Um, Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Uh, Tyreek Hill was on pace for 2,000 yards, um, a record-breaking type of season. I don't think there's ever been a 2,000-yard receiving season. Is that correct? Uh... Cooper Cup got close with 1970 or something like that. Hold on. I'm getting it right now. Please do. Calvin Johnson did it 2012, 1964. So just shy of 2000. For there you go. So Hill probably would have hit it had he not got hurt three, four weeks yep. ago. And, uh, you know, he looked good last night, uh, had a touchdown, did a huge gymnastics routine all in the end zone. Yep. You know, could have had more, but um, – He'll stick with 1799 and the yardage lead. Lamb, because of that injury, allowed Lamb to really sneak up and almost grab that yardage title away from him. So at least good to give him some recognition. There's some other players I'd like to give recognition to, but these were definitely the top three of the year, yes, I would say. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. Beautiful. All right. Defensive player of the year. I made a late switch on this one. My one and my two, I swapped after I got home, sat down, did some prep work, looking at my list again. I swapped it out. I had to. I didn't want to, but I was like, I have to. Number three for me, Miles Garrett. He uh, is probably the odds-on favorite, I would assume so. Uh, In most circles. I get it. He's been he's been supposed to win it the last three years now, and it hasn't happened. He's been so close, and he's so close again. I'm just not there. He's a game wrecker on one of the best defenses in the league, and he's you know obviously a physical freak, just a specimen, and he wreaks havoc the entire game. I just don't think his impact is as equal to these other two. Number two for me, who was my original winner, but I swapped him out. I have T.J. Watt, your NFL leader in sacks. I almost wanted to give it to him again. I think I've given it to him the last three years, not this year. But he lead leader in sacks, 19 and a half. Obviously, I, to me, the best pure pass rusher out there. I've said it for the last two years. He He just is. He just is. And when he's healthy and he's not, which is the worst part, He's out for the postseason, which I think really hampers that Steelers' chance and probably why they're at the bottom of the cake. 
whatever it is. Bottom of the cake. <laughs> uh, TJ Watt got hurt in that last game. He will not be part of the postseason, which is is too bad. Man, unless they make it like really Super Bowl, I think. Really they suck. Yeah. Uh, number one for me, he's an F it up player, as some would call. Some would say, hey, talk about wreaking havoc and just constantly in the backfield, never gives up. I think maybe the best <sighs> Chris Jones I like a lot. It's not Chris Jones. He might be the best defensive lineman right now, Max Crosby. Max Crosby is my defensive player of the year. He well done, just – he, yeah, I mean, every play. It, it's not so much the sacks, obviously. he He's up there in sacks, but he's in on everything. He's everywhere all the time, everywhere all the time, all at once, or whatever that movie is. Movie. He's that movie. He's everywhere all the time. So, Max Crosby, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Well done, Seth. Um, good for you putting your putting your neck out, out there for Crosby. Uh, he won't win it, likely do because the Raiders' defense just wasn't a good unit. Uh, as a it whole, was average only because of him. Yeah, yeah. I'd venture to go ahead and say that's probably true. Um. So that being said, what would I do if I were to award the Defensive Player of the Year? Yes, I have five names. Okay, five. Two names. are on the same team, almost canceling each other out, and they do. Micah Parsons, Deron Bland. Micah Parsons is going to be in the top three votes. Deron Bland should be because that pick six record will stand for. Yeah, that was. Yeah, secretly one of the better seasons by a corner in a while. And his cornerback mate, Diggs, did it last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Last year we had like 12 picks picks or whatever. For picks, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, and now Bland sits at nine. He had another one last night, so he'll he is still up there. I do believe he's diver- deserving of some votes. Speaking of late votes, Jeremy's here. Welcome, Jeremy. We're doing awards right now. We're letting Owen is giving out his defensive player of the year. Just heads up. Gang gang. Owen. Yes. Let's hear it. So to recap quick as I went through starting my spiel. For Defensive Player of the Year, Seth has Miles Garrett at three, TJ Watt at two, and Seth's Defensive Player of the Year is Max Crosby, the Condor. I put a couple couple honorable mentions out because I had five names down. I think Micah Parsons and Deron Bland cancel each other out because they're on the same defense, had some really good impactful plays. Um, But I don't think that that Cowboys defense really had a controlling – uh, game the offense was really probably the better unit f- throughout the year uh which is crazy and uh they really should have kept the lions from coming back in that game last week so that being said give me max crosby at 3 he does belong in the conversation the defense sucks he is a damn wrecking crew. Um, so I love Crosby and I hope he gets the consideration he should have been in the past three years. Um, 
but this is the year for him to get some votes. Number two, give me the NFL sack leader, TJ Watt at 19, not his best year. And of course ends with a uh, MCL sprain, I believe. I believe so. I believe so. Something like that. So real unfortunate end to his season likely. But uh, that is still a good defense, still good Mike Tomlin defense, and he is the spearhead of that group. But number one, the stats are very balanced. You talk talk about an F F the play up guy. This is the best player on the best defense in the entire league. Miles Garrett, come on down. It is now your turn very deserving of the defensive player of the year. Been close in the past three years, ever since we've been saying his name, ever since we started this podcast. Yeah, someone has really, been yeah, predicting absolutely. he wins defensive player of the year. And this is the year. Miles Garrett is my vote. So that's it, Jeremy. It's up to you to break the ties. Jeremy, if Off you're the ready. Top of your head. Top three, like you were saying. Top three. Unless you're. Gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm about as ready as I'm gonna be. Uh, yeah, well, we figured that one. Yeah, it's normal. <laughs> it was a hell of a day over here in All Rice Lake, my boys. I bet, I bet it's eight thirty, and you're not even home yet. I just left work. Yep, yep. So okay. I love the dedication too, Jeremy. Love the dedication, man. As soon as I could get on the pod, I'm on it. The wireless champ himself. Um, I'll go bottoms up. Bottoms up. Seth, what was your list again? Garrett, Watt, Crosby. Crosby won. Crosby won. Owen and was... I, went, I went reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Owen Boys, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm leaving one of your players completely off. That's my fine. List. But you needed to come break the tie because currently we have a three way tie at Defensive Player of the Year. So <laughs> you are the tiebreaker. You are the swing vote. I'm Ohio. Or I'm Iowa. What? <laughs> no, you're, you're not Iowa. You're Wisconsin. You're, 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 you're Arizona. You're. Florida, Pennsylvania. Sunny era, sunny. I am, I am Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I am disappointed in my football team. Yes, I bet. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I don't cut out too much for the next quarter mile. Coming in at my well, three, let's get those picks then. The lesser of the Watt brothers, give me T.J. Watt to be number three on my list. Here's my reasoning, boys. Um, he's on a bad football team, all right? Now, I understand. <laughs> what, did he lead the league in sacks? Hey, hey, that's a playoff football team right there. Sure. Um, <laughs> he's my three. I I like what I like what he's about. I don't like the dirty plays he has that sneak into film studies on my X account, my Twitter. But – um. Yeah, he's three. I mean, he's he's obviously deserving in the conversation damn near every year. Coming at the two spots. Here we go. I have unnamed player so far. 
from Big D, Micah Parsons. Because you know something, he belongs on this list. He, honestly, for a big portion of the, of the year, could have won it, in my opinion. Um, that Dallas defense had all those goofy games where they were winning it with just straight defense. And, I mean, almost all of it, in my opinion, is, I mean, thanks to Micah. Um, obviously, you can kind of go on and on and on about the talent there. and You know, he shows up. But coming in at number one, the most deservingly so player – for Defensive Player of the Year. The helmet swinging. All right, that's disrespectful. Give me Miles Garrett. I I mean, oh, and like you said, we've been saying it for years, like this guy's got to be in the conversation. And it's it's cool to see him finally put together the full year. And I, I in my opinion, I think he's kind of a lock for it. Agreed. Completely yeah, agree. Probably. And, and, probably. And that sinks it, Seth. Your your uh your number three vote getter in defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. This or excuse me, Max Crosby. Uh the uh underappreciated condor in Oak in uh, Las Vegas. It's, hey, it's, don't get me wrong, Benson. I, I like me some good old Mad Max. I'm with you. But, uh, I'm with you. Uh, we know I just Jeremy. Like we know Micah Moore. Well, you're oh, trying yeah. to campaign for him to come home, and I get that. I, I get my man. That midnight green looks good on him in Mad. It looks like in real life. <laughs> number your number two vote getter, the sack leader of the year, TJ Watt currently, and number one, your defensive player of the year, going along on first style, the best player on the best defense, Miles freaking Garrett. Congratulations, my friend. Beautiful. Congratulations. He finally gets it. All right, Jeremy, real quick. S- Oh, you, you want to backtrack, Seth? I was gonna yeah, real quick. You. Might as well. We didn't get too far. Real quick. Offensive player of the year. We had a – Owen and I had the exact same list. Do you want it or after yours? You want it now or after? Give it to me. We went CMC 1, Tyreek 2, CD Lamb 3. You're obviously going to be the tiebreaker because we had the same list again. So you'll be the deciding vote – if well, no, CMC probably has it locked up. Actually. CMC locked it up, but yeah, it was still like you're, Jeremy. You're right. Jeremy, what do you got? I'll go top down. Um, if not for the injury, it's a lock that Tyree Hill Ty, Ty Hill takes this right. I don't really think that's a very like even really an argument in my opinion. Um. But I agree. because of the injury, and we have to acknowledge the fact that it happened, this is CMC's award to win. Um, I don't know how you argue with it. What he did this year is pretty goddamn impressive. Um, he had that streak of touchdowns. He had the streak of 100 and rushing, the whole, all of it, right? Like, just absolutely win AWOL. Um, I'm a fan. So, no, yeah. give it to me. I'll, I'll go CMC1, which obviously locks in uh, Ty Hill 2. Coming in at the tree spot. Who do you got? If it's not CD Lamb, who is it? Come on. I know you got it in you. 
And we got one more hot take in you. I'm ready. My MVP vote for this season. And the only quarterback to be named on this list. The offensive player of the year. Tua Tunga Bailoa. Okay. I would put him at the three spot on this because there's bound to be a quarterback. And it'll be him or Dak, right? I was actually kind of thinking, Dak, it's nothing against CD because he should be next guy for me, right? It'd be those two quarterbacks and then him. But I'm going to go Tua just because I was wrong about the MVP. And I got to get him in there somewhere. So give me Tua as the third for the – So there you go. Third place. There you go, Seth. Tua gets a vote, <laughs> but your top three remains strong. CMC confirmed offensive player of the year, unless, Jeremy, this will be up to you, your MVP of the 2023 season, which we started with, currently, or unless you want you want the votes, or do you want to go in blind? Don't even fucking tell me. There Don't we go. even <laughs> tell me. I'm going in blind. Please do. Because you got, you could I'm potentially break, break something. Here. You could be a swing vote here. Oh, I'm going to break something. I can just feel it by the way Seth chuckled about it. I'm going to break Please some do. We're banking on it. It's pr- it's pretty obvious. What would you Through do? The, end of- the obvious, yes, but what would you do? Yeah, if you had a vote, Jeremy Shimko, you submitted it. Has an MVP it. vote? Yep. Who would be on Lamar that Lamar Action Jackson, give it to me. Lamar. Lamar number one. No, no doubt in my mind, it's Lamar Jackson. Who would be number no two? Doubt in, no doubt in my ma- mind, the only other person deservingly to be on the card. Ah, Dak Prescott. I'm surprised, Jeremy. He... You know what? I'm three proud three. of you, Jeremy. You're recognizing talent. That broke him. I'm recognizing he he a did say he was going to. Number was, three. Was... Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Seth is going to really like my list. If so, Okay. Should I double dip? Should I do what I did? No. Nah, it should be CMC, but just for to give a different name. I won't. You don't have to. I'll go Josh because Allen. we did. Hey, not where Here's I thought how... you were going, but I'm I'm yeah. good with that one. Here we. This is how it went, Jeremy. Uh, Seth didn't even have Dak Prescott in his top three. He actually gave number one, the MVP of the year, to Christian McCaffrey. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I thought you would have as well. Like that's a. I. I'm disrespectful for not having him on the list, honestly, because he deserves to be on it. But it's a quarterback award, and I know that. Fair enough. Fair enough. So your MVP confirmed, Lamar Jackson, number two, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, number three, with Josh Allen, and get this, Jeremy Jordan Love also getting MVP votes. Jeez, that's nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to your regular scheduled programming, Seth. All right, let's run through these last couple fairly quickly. Yeah, four more. They're, they're the yeah less important ones. Jeremy, we're doing rookie of the year, defensive and offensive coach, and then comeback player of the year. Let's start at rookie defensive player of the year. Owen, here Jaylen we Carter. go. Jalen Carter, number one for Jeremy. Set out there. Number three for me was Devin Witherspoon. 
Seattle cornerback, fellow to another all pro out there. Um, named to the Pro Bowl this year, which is, you know, Pro Bowl is Pro Bowl, but he still had a very good year. Number two, Will Anderson. Will Anderson, I think, led rookies in sacks this year. Uh, eight and a half, I believe, is what he had. Already making a good impact on that defense. Not quite as big as number one. Jeremy said it. I'll agree. Jalen Carter. He faded a little bit at the end of the season. Still had a very good season. First half, he was a wrecking ball out there for that defense. Jalen Carter, number one for me. All right, Jeremy, feel free to continue. Hopefully my service holds up. Keep um, trying. I'm just pulling I'm pulling up the man's stats real fast. So I'll start I'll go top down. Um, Seth, I like your list. I knew you would. I Coming you in would. at number one is Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. You know, you said that he fizzled off a little bit at the end of the year. I think that's just being a product of the shitty Philadelphia Eagles the last five weeks, because fuck those guys, right? Um, just an absolute disappointment. The first team ever to start the see- season 10 and-, and not even fucking win 12 games. Like, let's just call them out for being garbage. <laughs> Only, Bunch of assholes. Uh, Jeremy, you know what? But anyways, they're, they're playoff Jalen's, bound. Jalen's the man. Okay. Don't, don't disappoint me, Seth. Anyways, Jalen's one. Coming in at the two spot, my list changes a little bit from yours, Seth. I'm going with my main man, Kobe Turner. Of the Los Angeles Rams. Your main man. Um, come, my main man. Coming in with a whopping nine sacks on the season. Seemed to have picked up the reins from Aaron Donald. Now let's see if he can keep running with it. But uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of interior offensive and defensive line play. Just the trenches. Trench warfare out here in the league. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then Seth, you had, you had Witherspoon. Who was the other one? Will Anderson, who actually Kobe Turner led rookies in sacks. I thought Will Anderson did. Will Anderson is my three. Mm. It's just hard not to acknowledge what happened in Houston. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What D'Amico is doing down there is awesome. I love it. So to recap my list, D'Amico, former Philadelphia Eagle, by the way, uh, Jalen Carter, Kobe Turner, and Will Anderson Jr., Nico, right, obviously more known for playing for the Houston Texans, now coaching for the Houston Texans. Uh, I don't know if that's forget true. Forget that he's a Philadelphia Eagle, uh, except for Jeremy. But that's why Jeremy's here to remind them. Speaking of Houston Texans, Will Anderson is your defensive player of the year. Book it. He is the man. Led this defense back in from obscurity, from the worst team in the league. CJ Stroud did it on offense. Will Anderson will do it on defense, and we will have it again. Jets took home the rookies of the year last year. The Texans are doing it this year. CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. And I say that Jalen Carter is great. He's going to be great for a long time. But that Philadelphia Eagle defense not being able to stop James freaking Connor. I'm sorry. It's not happening anymore. 
It's not Swiss happening. cheese, my man. Swiss cheese. And it's not necessarily Jalen Carter's fault, but because of the team, he will take a little bit of a downfall. And I, what was, you know, midway through the year, he was a stone cold lock. But we're seeing those odds fall from maybe minus 1,000 to barely minus 100. And uh, Will Anderson is climbing. Owen, let me ask you a question real fast. Does Will Anderson have the moments? Because that's what they always say about, like, the Heisman Trophy, the MVP. You have to have these big moments. Does Will Anderson have those moments? I would say problem here is that he has less really bad moments, whether they're his fault or not. The Philadelphia Eagles absolutely do. So now you're unfairly using that shitty football team against my guy, Jalen Carter. That's not fair. It's it's not fair, but uh, everybody loves an underdog story, Owen. Everybody loves it. Jeremy, you know we can't have it both ways. We both pick the best player on the best defense to be Owen, defensive player of the I year. I have my cake and I eat that shit too. Uh, well, you can feel free. Will Anderson is your number one. Jalen Carter number two, and yes, I also have Kobe Turner at my number guy. three. Seven sacks in the last six games for my guy. What a record! Defensive or offensive rookie of the year. Here we go. Number three, Sam Laporta. He has been a godsend for that Lions offense. Oh, you're jumping right into it. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter is your official going long on first defense rookie of the year. Oh, Sorry, I thought I it was Will Anderson. Sorry. I no, got I, I am picking Will Anderson. So oh, I said it a little okay. too confidently. But it goes Jalen Carter. Will Anderson, Kobe Turner, Devon Witherspoon also getting a vote. Now you can continue. All right. My bad. I misheard you, Owen. I jumped I'll the gun. It. Jumped I'll the gun. It. I want to talk about Sam Laporta. You clearly did. I I love my Packers tight ends, but, man, he has been very good for Detroit. Unfortunately, lost, most likely lost for this week and potentially multiple weeks for the playoffs. Not good for that Detroit offense. He, I had a, a stat about him earlier this year. Uh, he ends up with almost 900 yards, 80-some catches, like eight touchdowns. Crazy numbers for a rookie tight end. Number two, I think this is a fight between two players. They're already celebrating with me. Thank you. I guess it seems like. Laporta, Puka Nakua, number two. I think this is a fight between two players. Number one for me, C.J. Stroud. I love the guy. He's going to be great. We already talked about that game earlier and what he did. Clutch moments throughout the year, too. Puka obviously broke a lot of rookie records. Rookie catches in yards, I believe it was, or was it touchdowns? It was two out of the three. I can't remember exactly. I know it was yards. I believe it was receptions as well. But I don't Sounds know for right. sure. But, but uh, you know, broke rookie records. Him and Cooper Cup, good one-two combo over there. They're playing about this as good weekend. as it gets. So, yeah, that's my rookie offensive player of the year, Stroud, Puka, and Laporta. Seth, uh, yes, I agree. Stroud, Puka, Laporta. Jeremy, feel free to offer your list as well, if it is in a different order or in the same. Can I give a tie at the top and then name off two other players? You can name them without giving them votes. So it's a two-way tie. I think this is the first year that they should absolutely give um, two guys the award. Um, 
It just seems obvious, right? I'm not going Laporta. I'm I'm not going to name one one or two. I just think I would go Puka over Stroud, but at the same point in time, that seems wild because Stroud just led that Texans team to the playoffs. And then it's like, well, then I should go Stroud, not Puka. And then you realize, like, Puka's breaking records that, like, Moss did. Like, and some of the stuff is just unreal. And he's doing it with Cooper Cup, who's the last triple crown guy on the team. And he's doing it with, like, backups at quarterback certain games or the dead, you know, the corpse of Matt, Matt Stafford when he goes out there and he can just throw the ball still. I don't know. Puka's something else. I'm, I would flirt with putting that guy in the top five receiver category. Like, what he did this year is wild, right? Um, him and Kyron Williams, I mean, they got that team set up for the long run. That's that's awesome to see. So, Puka and Stroud are very much 1A, 1B for me. Um, Stroud, to just really show the fall of Deshaun Watson from Houston to obscurity to Cleveland – and then Joe Flacco to come in and replace him is just wild. And what good fortunes it is for the Texans to get a guy like Stroud at the spot they drafted and have D'Amico, former Eagle, mainly. And then also, you know, he used to play for the Texans or something like that. Um, to do what they did there is huge. But coming in at number three, I'm going with the other Lions rookie. Give me Jameer Gibbs. Man, over Kyron Williams? I thought you were going to give it to Kyron Williams. Damn. Kyron Williams, is he's not a rookie, is he? Isn't he? I believe he oh, is, but let me take go, a peek. If Kyron, okay, time out. If Kyron Williams is a rookie, lock nope, it in. he was a rookie last him. year. He was a rookie. Damn, Thank you. okay, you're right. Oh, you're and right, I thought he right. was too, Fair and enough. I had to triple check myself. Otherwise, absolutely, it would have been him, but he's not a rookie. So Feels I'm going like to rookie. He does feel like a rookie. I mean, he barely played last year. Barely. If this was if this was the MVP or the NBA, he would be a rookie. Or the MLB. You know what? Give me the Ben Simmons. Give me the Ben Simmons rookie of the year, number three overall, Kyron Williams. But to keep it accurate, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs over Laporta. Well said, my friend. I'm gonna give you uh, Puka over Stroud because this is what you would do with the award, and it feels like you want to give it to Puka, and that is completely fair. Officially, the going long on first uh, offensive rookie of the year, Jameer Gibbs gets a vote. Number three is Sam Laporta. Number two, Puka Nakua, and by a hair, C.J. Stroud is your offensive rookie of the year winner. Because all of these things always leaning quarterback, and I got to give some respect to my guy. That's to my enough. guy. To fair my enough. guy. All right, we got two left. Coach of the year, comeback player of the year. Oh, you ready? I'm ready. Coach of the year, number three for me, Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland Browns coach. I'll be 11 and six this year. Nobody would have thought that, especially with the start of the year. John Watson and the nightmare that that was. Um, in comes the hero, Joe Flacco. Saves the day for the Browns. I almost said the Ravens. For the Browns. But he's the leader this whole time, obviously manufacturing that defense as well. I got to give it up for Kevin Stefanski. Three. Number two for me, I talked about both of these coaches earlier this year or this earlier today. Shane Steichen, too. 
nearly did it with the Colts and everything that happened there. Young team, rookie, rookie quarterback, and then you bring in Gardner Minshew, nearly takes them to the playoffs. Unfortunately, loses to this guy in this team. We already talked about him. D'Amico Ryans, officially known as a Texan, but also played for the Eagles. What he did for this team, for this franchise in one year, just, just crazy. You know, we, we talk about this award as being a storyline award or rookie head coach. He kind of did it both. He did both. Takes him to the playoffs. Going to have offensive player, offensive rookie of the year, and potentially defensive rookie of the year as well. They might get three awards here. It's like an Oscar sweep for the Texans. Give me D'Amico, coach of the year. Jeremy, what do you got? You know, Stefanski is uh, Stefanski's kind of an easy one. He's going to be my one-off. Um, I like it a lot. Just too easy. I don't agree. I don't disagree. It's just too easy. It's just too easy. It's too easy. Oh. My one and two. Jeremy didn't do anything easy because I feel like very similar to the rookie of the year is going to be your boy. Shane Steichen for what he did. You know what? Former Eagle Shane Steichen. I, I'm just going to say it. And then what he did with the backup quarterback, who's also a former Eagle, Gardner Minshew. Man, my Eagles are all over this list other than actual Eagles. What the fuck? Um, him and D'Amico, who's also a former Eagle. I don't know if you guys knew that. But him and D'Amico, I, I just can't pick one over the other. I guess if you held a gun to my head, I'm probably going to go D'Amico just because – the dumpster fire that has been the Texans since everything that happened with uh, Watson. So yeah, I mean D'Amico, man, and I got a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of respect for who they used to refer to as Mufasa in Philly when he ran the defense for us. Because I mean that guy was a coordinator in the field; he was a G. Um, but I'll go D'Amico one, uh, Steichen two. But it feels like a one A one B for me. And then coming at three, okay. Is this your winner or your your third place? This is my third place. Got it, got it, got it. Top to bottom. So D'Amico, I'll, D'Amico, I'll give the dub. All right, boys. You ready for this? Yep. I'm going to let you guys pick. I'm going to give you two names, and then I want you two to argue about it, okay? <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Let me give you my list, but you guys pick it. Well, I got to run in and pee. I'm going to piss my pants. So <laughs> here's my two names. John Harbaugh and Sean McVay. Mm. Fight it out. Fair enough. What do you say, Seth? I say we give it to uh, Sean McVay, of course. I mean, that Rams team was dead to rights last year. And they come in and get the sixth seed in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, Ravens, obviously what what Harbaugh is doing there, but Ravens are a stacked team. They have very good players. They're going to have the MVP, Lamar Jackson. I just think the opportunity was was better with the Rams. So I'd go Rams. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Harbaugh is like um, he's too good for coach of the year. Because he's just too consistently good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. This this award doesn't go to 
consistently good coaches. Like, I don't know if Bill Belichick actually won this freaking award. He you know probably did at the very beginning. Maybe at the very yeah, beginning. You don't give it to Andy Reid every year, even though, you know, you could make the case. Exactly. Exactly. There, this is a, again, we talk about all the time. These are narrative driven awards. Sean Bay, um, they were nowhere in the preseason. They were nowhere near where the media thought that they needed to be to compete. And here they are. They cashed in on a whole mess of rookies. Talk about uh, Kobe Turner, did. talk about Puka Nakua. Now, Kyron Williams, basically a rookie, right? <laughs> so, deemed a rookie on this show. And Matt Stafford's still rolling, and here they are. They sold their soul for a Super Bowl, and they might just bounce right back into it um, the way they're playing. So, yeah, I'm okay with Sean McVay there. So, so Sean McVay is my three, eh? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I like it. I like and it. Good, good timing. So, uh, that leaves me. And you guys are pretty in unison on Shane Steichen, and boy, would I ever have been had he made the playoffs. However, there are 12 coaches that made the playoffs, and Shane Steichen isn't one of them. Maybe he's not outside of the top 12 in coaches currently. He's probably, you know, I'd give him a top five coaching job. But you need to make the playoffs to get this award, brother. That's what I'm saying. I would have absolutely done it had he made the playoffs. Just fell short. That being said, give me at the three spot. And I would have went Dan Campbell here because he deserves it for the three-year rebuild that he got got in, finally paying off with a three seed. He deserves it. But since we're not voting on executive of the year, I'm going to give the credit to Mr. Matt LaFleur at the, hey, at the number three spot because of all, all the hard work that the Packers organization, all the shit that they got thrown at them for the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers debacle. And here they are back into the playoffs in year one of the rebuild that it took three years for Dan Campbell. Now completely different situations. However, the man deserves some credit. Give me LaFleur at three. Number two. I'm I'm close. They're very close here. Give me Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. He deserves more votes than he got from you guys. That's for sure. And just because it's easy, hey, Jeremy doesn't. Just because it's easy, Jeremy doesn't mean it's wrong. The man did a hell of a job. Talking about his own debacle at quarterback. And continuing, he's going to have to deal with it for a couple more years still. But what a bounce back, keeping that defense intact, bringing in Joe Flacco, and like it's like they're playing better. They're playing better with him. Stefanski. And if he had won last week with uh, Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, I probably would have just gave it to him because that is an impressive feat. But at number three, or number one, D'Amico Ryans. And you're going long, long on first. Coach of the year. Rookie head coach, Amico Ryans. Hey. Uh, we all remember him and how he played so well and coached the defense basically as a player on the Houston Texans for such a long time. And That's uh, such a wild statement. That he played for and did well at. And, uh, how disgusting. I'm very proud of him <laughs> sticking in. He had a very short coaching stint until he got to the head coaching spot. And boy, is he deserving. Turned an organization around with a couple rookies. 
and uh, just to just gave an extra shot at life after you know the years of Deshaun Watson, Jack Easterby, and Dougie Davis Meals leading the charge. This is a new era in Houston. New era. Beautiful, beautiful one. All right, that's awards. Oh, and quick recap. MVP Time out. We're down not the doing. Line. We're not doing a comeback player of the year. Demar Hamlin. Oh shoot! Next. Sorry. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yes, uh, I had two names on this one. Honestly, I couldn't think of a third name. Joe Flacco and then Demar Hamlin. Joe Flacco would have won it if not for Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin out there. Jeremy, do you Correct. have anything else? So obviously we know the winner. The guy just showed up on a football field and obviously won it. So Demar is it. But these other guys have to get some respect. And to me, um, there's three of them. Let's bring up my notes real fast. I just I got home and I was locked out of the house. You're the only one with notes on comeback player of the year. <laughs> uh, not really, not really notes. Just kind of uh, dudes that deserve recognition. I, I only got two: Joe Flacco and Baker. I mean, they Baker, both definitely sure, sure, need sure. recognition. I would probably go Baker over Joe Flacco just because Joe Flacco did it in such a smaller window. Um, but Baker deserves a lot of credit, I think, because he was a Panther last year, guys. Like, wasn't he? What was he? A Panther and a Ram. Don't forget that he also played for the and Rams. a Ram and a Brown last year. No, not last year. Okay, so he's a Ram and a Panther last year, dude. The Panthers. So it's like the Rams. You get. Right, because they have Stafford, right? But the Panthers moving on for him just to draft the guy that's like the same thing as him, but not as good, clearly. I, I, I wouldn't know. go that far. I mean, Bryce Young and him are very similar stature and skill set. Yeah. One of them's got a stronger arm. One of them's a little bit more dynamic on the, on the ground. But yeah. I don't know. Ba- Baker, I just don't think that guy's ever gotten enough credit. Seth is obviously a hater. But, um, yeah, Baker and Joe. Joey old Flacco. Yeah, Flacco for sure, for sure. All right, so we, Owen, throw, we know Baker at uh, at the third place. And there you go. There you go. Sweet in the spot. Yep, there it is. You want to do a quick rundown of, of the complete list of winners? Do we recap sure. it? From the bottom up, your comeback player of the year going along on first style, Damar Hamlin. Congrats on being alive, pal. We're all pulling for you. Coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans. Well done in Houston, my friend. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Some could argue that'd be me, but Jalen Carter is an absolute uh, mammoth in between the tackles there. Well done, my friend. Offensive Rookie of the Year. It really... Puka Nakua is great, but it really is a no contest here. It is C.J. Stroud, and he will win the real award as well. Congratulations to him. Defensive player of the year. It was a dogfight, but Miles Garrett finally comes out with the hardware after years of excellent play. Offensive player of the year. I wish they would kind of separate MVP and offensive player of the year, just quarterback of the year versus non-quarterback of the year. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, offensive player of the year. And you're going long on first MVP of 2023. Much to Seth's chagrin, Lamar Jackson, congratulations. Congratulations, Lamar. Number two, 
Number two. Not many people have done it, but well done, everyone. Well. well done. Yes. Hard fought battle right there. All right. <laughs> hey, question. Would be, would Lamar be the first person ever to win two MVPs and a Heisman? Probably. I'm trying to Probably. think of good players in the NFL that have won the Heisman. Maybe. I know the MVP and Heisman list is short. I think it's only like three guys, but I don't know how many of those guys actually won that MVP twice. Well, let's see quick. It's uh, seven Heisman winners total have ever been named Associated Press NFL MVP. That is Paul Horning, OJ Simpson, hey. Campbell, Barry. Marcus Allen, Cam. Barry Sanders, Cam Newton, and Lamar. Jackson. So he'd be the first person to do it twice. He would absolutely be the first person to do it twice. Because OJ's only got one. He's the only one that even really made it. Morning's got one. Campbell's got one. Starbucks got, got one. one. Sanders got one. I don't think Starbuck Starbuck won. He didn't win one or the other. Or maybe you're right. Yeah, I guess he did. That's weird that hmm. it didn't. Uh, maybe it was a different voting system. But Cam obviously only won one. Sanders won his co-MVP. And, uh, yeah, Lamar will be the only two-time MVP slash one-time Heisman. And he almost won two Heismans. Almost. Yeah, you know, Lamar is, like, the classic player. Like, you got to put some respect on that guy's name. Respect. Just like that. All right, that's perfect. It. Owen, I'm going to save Jeremy. Came in late. I'm going to save trivia for Thursday. Ran yep. long. Yep. We'll have time Thursday. It's going to be a good one, though. Get ready. Absolutely. So that's it for tonight. Seth, for trivia, the only player that's ever won the MVP twice in the Heisman is Lamar. Sorry. I, I already oh, won that. Yeah, I already won got, that. All right. I'll have to find another one for Thursday. Good, good call. Good call. You always seem to get them before I even throw them out there. But until later on, wildcard edition of Line is Right. Playoffs are here. We're ready for it. Hopefully Jeremy and his Eagles are too. We'll see. But until then, adios. 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 Hey.